Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. There's a point at which it, the, the Holy Spirit's grieved. He pulls back. He stops. He lets go. Romans chapter 1, he gives you over to that. And now you're doomed because he's given you over to your own wickedness. He's, he's released you. And the evidence of that will be indifference. Don't really care. All people have free will. God will never force us to choose him or acknowledge him. It's entirely your decision. However, today, Pastor Robert reminds us that there's a point where God's patience runs out. He stops knocking on your door and gives you over to the desires of your evil heart. Turn to him instead and be saved. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 12 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. The Bible says, I urge you, brothers, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. You know, there's only a couple of times when the Bible actually says to, says to avoid certain people. And this is one of them. Avoid those people who cause divisions and offenses. He goes on, verse 18. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by smooth words and flattering speech, deceive the hearts of the simple. That's why you, from time to time, I bring up the issue of flattery and people that are kind of, they come and they, they, want, they want to flatter and suck up to the pastor or whomever. Immediately, bells start going off for me because of that verse right there. It's like, yeah. Avoid those who cause divisions, he says, because they're not serving Jesus. And the idea, these are people in the church. The idea is that these are people who are pretending to serve Jesus, but they don't. They're serving themselves, their own bellies. What does that mean? He's talking about their own appetites, their own desires. They have their own agenda. It's not his agenda. It's their agenda. And he says, avoid those people. And then again in Titus 3, 9 to 11, he says, avoid foolish disputes genealogies, contentions, strivings about the law because they're unprofitable and useless. But then he says this in verse 10, reject 
a divisive man after the first and second admonition. Now, by the way, that's a generic man. It applies to you ladies as well. You don't get off the hook here. Reject a divisive person after the first and second admonition, knowing that such a person is warped. They're twisted. Sinning. Being self-condemned. You see, the Bible is really clear that a divisive individual within a church body needs to be dealt with quickly and decisively. You give them two warnings, and then you show them the door. I find it interesting. People who are sexually immoral, people who are guilty of all manner of wickedness, but they, they're struggling, they're taking steps in the right direction. There's nothing in there about you know, you, as a matter of fact, what did Jesus say about forgiving people? Seventy times seven? It seems almost limitless. I mean, if there, if there seems to be a sincere repentance, but they're struggling because they're super weak in that area, there's just a, a, you know, a weakness of the flesh in that particular area. Like a liar. You know, some people just can't seem to stop lying. It's a struggle that can go on for years and years and years in their, in their lives. I knew a guy, I, he was sincere about, you know, wanting to, to grow in a relationship with God. But he had such a habit of lying. It was years before God broke that. At least I think God broke it. He may have just gotten better at it, you know. Do you understand? The Bible says God's mercies are new every morning. I mean, there's all kinds of room, but not for the divisive individual. Why not? Well, because of what Jesus said. A house divided against itself is doomed to collapse. It's like this, you know, this can't go on. You can't tolerate it. You give them two warnings, then you kick them out. Otherwise, they'll destroy the body of believers, the family. You can't have it. Number three... There is a sin for which no forgiveness is possible. It may not be what you think it is, but there is a sin, according to the Bible, for which no forgiveness is possible. And as soon as I say that, some of you start to sweat. You know, you get like a panic attack starts. You, know, you feel it. Your heart rate starts going up and you get all, you know. Trust me, I know it well because I've been there. The more introspective among us are always worried about it. It's common. But someone wisely said long, long time ago, if this is something that troubles you, you're not there yet. If this worries you, you're not yet guilty of the unpardonable sin. Why? Because you wouldn't be worried about it. The, the fact that it troubles you, the fact that you're concerned about it at all is evidence of the presence of the Holy Spirit still striving with you, as Pastor Chuck used to say. The Bible tells us, you know, God said way back in Genesis, my spirit will not, will not strive with man forever. There is a limit. There is a point at which it, the, the Holy Spirit's grieved. He pulls back. He stops. He lets go. 
Romans chapter 1. He gives you over to that. And now you're doomed because he's given you over to your own wickedness. He's, he's released you. And the evidence of that will be indifference. Don't really care. And in that development of a reprobate mind, you begin to call evil good and believe it. It's not just, you know, you believe it. You begin to see evil as good. In John chapter 6, verses 37 to 44, Jesus taught, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Now this is so important to, to contradict erroneous doctrine that would have us believe that God the Father is always angry, only wrathful, and Jesus keeps him calm. Do you understand? Jesus came to show mercy because the Father doesn't know how. He doesn't have any of that. No. What did Jesus say right here? He said, I didn't, I didn't come to do my thing. I came to do what the Father sent me to do. I've come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. You don't have that. You don't have a life. You don't have spiritual life, the life. You don't have that unless he imparts it to you. That's not what you're born with. It's not your heartbeat. No, it's bigger than that. It's a life that's eternal in nature. It's immortality. Do you understand what he's saying here, spiritually speaking? Life, everlasting. And I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then complained about him, the Bible says, because he said, I'm the bread which came down from heaven. They're like, no, we know, we know you. It's not this Jesus, son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know. This first book of the New Testament informs you well about the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It details his birth and life, his ministry and then his death. But it also tells you that he rose again. Jesus is victorious over death. And even more, he's alive today. Your Savior lives and you can rejoice in that. As you listen to Pastor Robert's message today on Main Thing Radio, you may have realized that you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you've been a believer for a while, but you haven't taken steps to actively live for Christ in your daily life. Today's the day to change that. You can start right now. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. 
We're so glad you joined us today. You can hear more teachings from this series in Matthew right now by visiting MainThingRadio.com or just download our mobile app. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook and Twitter too. There you'll be able to get the latest information on Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find links at MainThingRadio.com. We'd like to meet you too. You're invited to be part of our worship time at Calvary Miami Beach. Just visit the church page under About at MainThingRadio.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio. Radio.